The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Go, Keep going viral. Louis on my leather, got my laces throwing spirals. Rappers, they been washed, I got them throwing in the towel. Chirping on them, net them birds dead, just like owl. Noted on my stalkers, that was Simon said, cowl. I would never cheat, cause you and I, my only vowel. Rappers, they be sweet, they in the patch, I know they sour. Know I put some on, they watch my movements like I'm bowing. The beat go okay. Whoa. Rip me out the plastic, need my cash and make you flip gymnastics Drop my tape, then blast it, got them spazzing, make them trip like acid IRS, I'm taxing, killing fashion, I'm a drip of Did you stay before you tweet? Did you stretch before you reach? Did you check before you creep? Came by respect, it ain't that cheap, I gotta eat Ain't break a sweat, review that chef like I was keep We got Van Leaf, that's what I stress if they suggest we can't repeat Whoa, whoa, hey, welcome back to another edition of The Golden Boot It's your boy Pooh Bell, I got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building What's good, my boy? What's happening, dog? Man, much, man, much. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm, I'm going to fight through. We're going to fight through this thing, though. It's cleaning up. It's cleaning it up. I don't know. It is what it is, it is, what it is man. Shout out, shout out to all them internet service <laughs> providers that uh do what they're supposed to do. And uh, if y'all looking for a sponsor, man. hey, who, whoever, whoever out there, if you're looking for, you know what I'm saying, you're looking to sponsor somebody, uh, tell them how good your internet service provider is. Come on down to Golden Boot. We'll, we'll sing mm-hmm. from the mountaintops. But uh, I'll be your demo custom. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate it. What's good, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well out there. Dave said so he first in his thing. Appreciate you, Dave. Leslie, Leslie's the only reason we probably still do uh dad jokes. <laughs> um, bro. <laughs> oh man, what's good, Leslie? Uh, says love the intro music, man. That's 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 our very own Flage, man. Flage doing it. So, but uh, hope all is well, man. We got uh, we gonna talk a little bit about it. We got uh, whoo, NBA playoffs. Uh, he's gonna be three zero in the East and three zero in the West. Way things looking, but we gonna get the. We'll talk about it. We gonna talk about it. Uh, oh, Paul's coming in hot. Mm, we're gonna talk about that too, but uh, do want to say we got excited. We're excited. We got a special guest coming on, uh, about 8 30 ish, something around that time frame. But uh, before we get started, man, one dude's going to shout out to our sponsor over at Bet Online, betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. 
Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, we are back. Um, <laughs> I just was like, where is it, man? No, I ain't got it on here. Oh, I got to add it. But um, I do want to say, man, let, I, let, I guess we can start with um, Paul Sub's comment, man. Um, so, whew, let's go ahead and start talking, get it out the way. Uh, Paul Sub came in hot, say bye bye, Belf. For those of you who don't know, he's referring to Bill Torino, uh, LSU softball coach for the last decade, I believe. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know how long yeah, it's been. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, LSU softball just lost in the regionals game 9-8. Um, uh, to eight. Um, The regional took place in Baton Rouge. What makes this one sting a little bit more, LSU was actually down 6 nothing in the first Came back, took the lead, and was up 7-6. Then added uh, another insurance run to go up 8-6. ULL came out and scored on a uh, what was supposed to be an intentional walk that um, intentional walk that turned out to be a strike. Um, But it it crossed up the catcher. The ball went to the backstop. A uh, uh, player came in and scored to tie the game up at 8-8. Very next play. Uh, there was another hit and um, ended up being 9-8. to And it was heartbreaking. They had actually gone through. LSU had actually gone through. And uh, I think I pretty much blanked everybody else up until that point. <clears throat> and... Uh, Played ULL twice and lost both in close fashion to uh in their season. Yeah, that's what makes it tough is you lost to ULL. Yeah. And I mean, understandably, ULL has softball has been dominant. I think they've made every tournament since but one since like ninety one. You know what I mean? Like they they got a great program down there, but at the same time, this is LSU's to lose, you know what I mean? You're at home, like you said, you beat everybody else pretty handily. And including ULL, which you beat yeah, once, yeah. Yeah, what? already. So what was this? Friday, Saturday, one of them. You yeah, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you should you went you go you went into the game being favored for sure. And for you to lose in the fashion that you did after having the lead. I'm not gonna say bye bye Bell for the policy, but at the same time, I could understand the sentiments for those who are saying it because it seems like every every year this team gets to the point and then they just fall fall flat at the biggest stage. You know, whether that be in the super regional, whether that be in the tournament, you know, what no matter what that is for that certain team, where where that big stage is, you know, it's different for every team, but it just seems like they never can get over the hump, no matter where that hump is. Yeah, um, I think somebody pointed out earlier in a, in a chat that um, this LSU team 
will be returning everyone except for two players. You know, that's outside of what could be the transfer portal. Um, because if indeed this was Beth Torino's last game, um, who's to say that players won't leave? Uh, I don't think I personally don't think that I, I understand the frustration. Um, somebody accurately described Beth Torino as uh softball's Mark Rick. And mm. I thought that was a, a pretty fair comparison. Um I personally still don't think that she her, she's reached her time. I think she I I, I don't know. So I, I think you know it's hard to say, man. When you when you win it like that, man, to take that risk. Does, I don't know. Does the fact that Oklahoma is entering the conference change the way you look at it at all? So I, I asked this question that that's actually a similar question that I asked with Oklahoma entering being the dominant force that Oklahoma last time I checked, I think they own like a 44 game win streak this year um, with the dominant force that they are. What coach do you get to bring in? Because I mean, all the, do- I, I'm just saying to be honest, because you got to think you, if Woodward's, if Woodward is going to replace her, Woodward's, Mo is to go get a mm-hmm. a coach that's going to come in and compete for a championship. And when I say that, because I'm not saying it's not like you're gonna get a coach who's not, but he's going to go after a coach that's going to be um, well established um, and, and can compete. Um, Oklahoma's coach is that. Uh, Alabama's coach. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Maybe UCLA, but UCLA just got knocked out of their own regional. Um, so what do you turn? Because Oklahoma's not going to leave to come to uh, LSU and then turn around and be in the uh, SEC. Alabama's not going to leave to come to LSU. UCLA, UCLA would be the one, but I don't know if they she leaves. Yeah, and I and I and I and I understand that, like. When I say does Oklahoma coming in change the way you look at it, I'm not saying you go hire someone who you think can, you know, be the next Oklahoma. I'm just saying does do you or even beat Oklahoma? I'm saying do do you look at Beth like okay if you're not done now, you definitely not gonna get it done with Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? Like true. That's true. That's kind of how I look at it. Not not saying that you you automatically try to go. Oh, I want to go get UCLA's coach. I need the second best coach. You know what I mean? Like not that, but if Duff is quote unquote underperforming, like Paul's up saying, then what's going to happen whenever the conference gets tougher? That's all I'm asking. I mean, these are all very valid points, man. I um. Uh... I don't have a good answer because it's – I like Bev Torino. I'm frustrated like everybody else with the other performing, but what do you do? Yeah. So, um, don't know. I, I don't know. But I guess we can, you know saying, look forward to, to next season because that's all you can do right now at this point. Um, I have to see – I don't know who all survived or what's going on. Last time I checked, I want to say Florida lost as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who survived regionals and who's moving on. 
Um, and I have to look that up and report that back. Um, but I do want to move on to some baseball. So LSU takes two out of three uh against Georgia. They they win a series for the first, you know, first time in two the last two series. Um, so they find look like they found that mojo, but then they they dropped game three and um I fully can't tell you everything that happened in that. I watched most, I say the first part of that that game. Then I ended up leaving, and they were down. I think it was they were down like two runs when I left. Um, and then I checked back, and they lost by like four. So um, I don't know. With that, Georgia is now um, Georgia basically winning that one game, and Mississippi State losing um, one of the other games. Mississippi State and Ole Miss are out of the SEC tournament, and their season is done. So that means the last two national champions are not in the postseason. That's crazy that the best team in Mississippi is in the Sun Belt. Mm. Mm. Well. I mean, Southern Miss obviously is the best team in Mississippi right now, right? You're absolutely correct. But uh, – <clears throat> Florida winning the SEC regular season. Did they win out, outright? I thought they shared with Arkansas. They might have did. They might have did. I think they shared with Arkansas. Uh, so yeah. Either way, either way. Um, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Like I've said before, kind of lowers the pressure a little bit on LSU. Um, you're not expected to win the tournament now. You're not expected. You know what I mean? Like, LSU fans still have high expectations, and they're still going to view you that way. But the it's, it's like the Tennessee effect last year. The entire country laughed when Tennessee lost. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the entire country had those expectations. I don't think that's the case for this LSU team. I think the fans still expect them to go to Omaha and compete for a national championship, but I don't think that's the case for the, the you know the way the country views them, which might be a good thing because you you, you know you're not the hunted anymore. You kind of slip back to the hunter role, and you know you have a few teams ahead of you who are who are kind of the bigger dog right now. Yeah. Um, with the with that though, uh, the one of the biggest thing that hurt LSU, they did. There are several. SEC tournaments, I'm not sorry, SEC regular season series that mm-hmm. they lost a game won. that they could have won. Yeah. And then um, yeah, the South Carolina game. The South Carolina game that basically got uh, po- uh, <coughs> rained out and canceled is another thing because I think they – LSU basically ended up a half game behind mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas and Florida. Uh, but they ended up with the number three seed in the tournament, and I do want to bring up what that actually looks like. Um, so let me add this. So looking here, uh, can you see that or is that too small? Okay. So looking here, LSU will play the winner of, um, winner of game one, which is South Carolina, Georgia. Um, 9.30 in the morning. 9.30 in the morning. That's why I, that's the biggest thing to me why I, I was hoping LSU could have beat uh, Georgia and got that one seed uh, just simply because you don't want to play at 9.30 in the morning. That's tough, bro. Exactly. Um, mm. Right. 
Yeah, so they play the winner of South Carolina, Georgia, which will most likely end up being South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And you play them at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, boy, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Uh, but, you know, saying at that point, you are in double elimination. Um, I don't expect to see Paul Skeens uh, out there as the first pitcher on Wednesday. You'll probably see somebody else. You'll probably see whoever would have been your midweek. Um, mm-hmm. You'll play whoever's your midweek on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, you'll play um, your pitch Skeens is what I'm expecting. Uh, Paul's hub brings up this. He said three games in particular stand out. Uh, game three against AM. No, we actually lost game one against AM, if I'm not mistaken. We lost game one, we got blew out game one and uh won the last two. Uh, Mississippi State game three, uh, game two against Kentucky, um, Arkansas game one against Arkansas, which went into mm-hmm. extra innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got blown out. So mm-hmm. uh, those are the games that stand out. But yeah, you you uh, you're right. Uh, Paul's up on, on with some of those other games. Uh, but yeah, um, but that is what the tournament looks like right now. That's what we're facing. So yeah, I guess we can get ready to move on from some baseball. Um, trying to think what else we got in baseball. First game at nine thirty. Yep, that's it. Um, I don't know that nine thirty. That's what bothers me about this whole thing. That's early, bro. That's, that's early. early because playing at nine thirty may not seem that bad. So, because some people talk about, ah, oh, it's nine thirty. It's not that bad. You know, playing in the morning to get out of the yeah. way. But you got to think about it. That means you getting up at uh six ish, five thirty six somewhere around in there. You're gonna get up, you're gonna eat, then you're gonna try to do all this other stuff. Uh, as far as you know, some practice, yeah, I, I just that don't sit well with me. That, yeah, that, that's man, that's tough, bro. Yeah, it's an early morning, yeah. Um, let's talk, let's talk. Fights. Let's talk box boxing real quick and get this out the way because every day shit. <laughs> uh Devin Haney versus uh Vasile Lomachenko last night. Going into this fight, I was looking for Haney, you know what I'm saying, who was a uh uh had a, a size advantage, slight size advantage over Lomachenko. I was looking at him for him to probably bully Lomachenko. Um, but it's something I forgot about this. Lomachenko the men of war. Yeah, he, been, he been he he didn't went fighting for his country. Yeah, and, uh, see, yeah. See the reason the reason why I was I thought Haney was gonna win mm-hmm. was because the last time I saw Lomachenko fight, he was timid. You know what I mean? Like he was he was timid and he kind of waited to the end of the fight to start letting them hands loose and. And I didn't think that he could fight like that versus Haney and get away with it. But he didn't fight like that versus Haney. And so he totally changed things. And Haney came out, mm-hmm. you know, aggressive. He came out throwing good combinations. He came out, you know, body shots, you know, punishing his, punishing the body of Loma. 
But then all of a sudden, I think he just got too confident. You know what I mean? It felt like he could just coast. And Loma started popping him. And I think he started feeling them shots a little bit. And he kind of, you know, knocked some of the wind out of him. Right. And for them to say that it was a, a unanimous... I don't, first of all, I don't see how it was unanimous. Like, nobody had to fight going Loma way. Like, to me, that's su- suspicious. And then that 116, that right there is atrocious. Like, that judge need to be drug tested. When they, uh, Ain't please. no way you had that at 116, bro. Ain't no way. When they, okay, here's, check this out. When they saw, when I was watching this fight, I, I was going to score it, but I didn't. I, I, you know, it's like I did the USC fight for mm-hmm, on the on the mm-hmm. official pod page. I was gonna score it. I didn't. But as I was watching, I was like, "Ooh, Haney getting." I was like, "Haney, I was like, hey, okay, Haney, Haney coming out there looking like he, like he was supposed to be looking. He doing right." And then uh, Loma came out there and, and hit him one time, and Haney kind of <laughs> dropped back. And listen, I, I'll say this: Haney got a, a poker face. He got a, a mm-hmm. mean poker face because he got yeah, hit one time. He got hit one time. I felt it on this side of the screen, and I know that boy should have been dropped a couple times. And it was like when they read yeah. out that score. When they read when they read out the score, I was like, okay, that sounds about right. I said, dang, you know, Haney, you, you had a good one. They said Haney. Yeah, when they said and still, and still I was like, I was like, you don't find that suspicious. Exactly, bro. I was I, how, how, but yeah, Haney, Tim yeah, Bradley but said the best. Tim Bradley said the best. He said, "I know how he feels because he won, and people are going to call him a fraud. They're going to say he's mm-hmm. not through." Because I remember when Tim Bradley uh, was was announced the winner against um, Pacquiao. I remember that fight. Um, and now granted, and, and I'll say this at least Tim Bradley fight was a lot closer, he was more competitive than Haney. Well, I ain't gonna say Haney because, like, going in going into the ninth round, I had a 4 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? That's and the same so, thing they said, yeah. And so, and I, I had a 4 4, and then you could say Haney won the, the, the ninth round, I'll give you that. But then I feel like personally that 10 and 11, no debate, like no debate went to Loma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so then that 12th round, if you're giving it to if you're giving it to Haney, then it's a draw at best. You know what I'm saying? So I can see how so a judge had it 115-113 Haney. I can see that. But how nobody had a Loma way or nobody had it a draw, I don't understand, bro. I I was really now I was hoping that uh Haney would have got a knockdown in the 12th. Cause I was like, okay, if you get a knockdown, you can at least fight for a draw at that point. Yeah. What they did, that was that yeah. was that was you, robbery. I'm with you. And then and I feel for I feel for Loma because at this age. Like when you get that shot again, bro. You know what I mean. Yeah. You probably not gonna but get that shot again. Yeah, yeah. And not. so then, and then Haney talking about, oh, I'm finna move up a weight class. Ain't nothing left for me to prove here. And I, nah, you know why you moving up a class? Because you know that you can't handle Javante, and you definitely can't handle Shakur. 
Shakur will pick you apart, my boy. Shakur came in the in the ring and said, "Hey, he's like Lomachenko Loma won, won that. that exactly, Loma, Loma won no. that. Hey, uh, my boy Reed, my boy, the boy from New Orleans. He said he said Loma won the fight. Amen. Like, and I ain't saying that's all I need to know that it was, but like last night is why I don't bet on boxing. Right though, prime example. Bingo. So let me ask you this: Who should Haney fight next? He better move up a class. I think he better he, run from them boys. He he called that tank. He said he think that he should boy, fight. He tank. don't want. He don't want problems. He after don't. What want, I saw no. after what I saw last night, he don't want them problems. I, he if, might he might could fight Tiafimo or somebody like I, that. Boy, you man. read my mind. If but he like, fought tank, I, give me tank in the fifth at most. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, if he fight, I mean, even if like Shakur ain't even no knockout artist, you know what Shakur, I mean? Would, Shakur would knock him out though. I don't, he might, I think, even if he I don't think, knock him out, he might I not knock Shakur. him out, but it'll be like a 117 something, bro. Listen, if Shakur fight that dude, it's a death by a thousand cuts. Shakur would get a stand, another standing TKO because it's gonna get to a point where all you can do is stand there and take them licks. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, he. Man, that, that boy need to move up a class. Yeah, but man, let's go ahead. But I want, I want, I want to give Low a rematch though. Honestly, like, I, but I see, his daddy, see it, but... his daddy was like, it wasn't even close. I don't think we're gonna see a rematch. Well, it wasn't close. You're right, it wasn't. Loma won. Yeah, he whooped him. Um, but man, let's let's move on, man. I, I do. We got a special guests in the building, and um. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's go and jump there. We'll talk about the NBA after this. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't right, nothing to talk right, about. That's man. cool. That's we, cool. But uh, we got a special guest in the building. Our cousin, our cousin, uh, she let her baby come on the show. So we're going to holler at him. Bring it to the stage. Our hey, good man, Jeremiah Hughes, freshman cornerback. Number 29 in your, what is it? Number 29 in the program. Number one in your hearts. <laughs> Welcome to. The Golden Boot. What's good, Jeremiah? How you been, man? What's up with you, man? Uh, you got your little baby right there, man? Yeah. <laughs> he knocked out. Okay. What's good, man? Hey, how, let me ask it. First thing first, man. I'm going to ask this. Uh, they say the apple don't fall far from the tree. You be tearing them oysters up too, cause your daddy be tearing them oysters up. <laughs> your dad, we, we had your dad on the show. He talked about them oysters for a good little minute. Nah, I don't eat them like he do. And my mom <laughs> tasted them one time. They they ain't never stop eating them. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm like. That. <laughs> that's what's up, man. But hey, how how is it, man? How you know, what I'm saying being down in in Baton Rouge, man? How the food for you and everything is it is it what you expected? Uh, yeah, I say it's what I expected. You know. Like I'm just coming out here, just living different. It's different coming from the West Coast, you know. Yeah, trying to do it like another different type of way. What's the hardest adjustment so far to the uh, Baton Rouge? Uh, environment, you know. Like I come, like like I said, I come from the West Coast, so you don't really get to see a whole bunch of people like like you. That's like just like you, you know. That just want to talk, you know. Just All be right. cool. Like it's just different. Let me ask you, cause I, listen, I done been in both, so I'm going to ask this question. That Vegas dry heat or that Baton Rouge humidity? Which one would I rather be in? Yeah. 
I'd rather be in Baton Rouge humidity. Vegas heat don't say nothing. I told people before, man. Um, listen, I got I wasn't in, I wasn't in Vegas, but I was in uh Arizona. Oh yeah, that's just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I got off the plane, and the only thing I I to explain to people who have never felt it. So it's it's only two times I felt like that kind of heat. When I got off the plane in Kuwait, and when I got off the plane in Arizona, it's just like taking a, a blow dryer and blowing in your face and, and throw a little sand every now and then. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah, but uh, let me ask you this, man, because you you came from Bishop Gorman. Yeah. Great school. Uh, we know how uh, how they've done athletically, but let me ask you this: factory. How did they prepare you, not just athletically, but you know, say academically and mentally for for what you're seeing now in college? Uh, I think Gorman did a good job of like making sure we stayed disciplined. You know, just doing things that we probably like expect at the next level, and I think they did a good job. You know, like going getting in our playbooks. You know, studying film. Uh, taking extra time to just study school, you know, that kind of helped me, like, transition. So they've made it pretty easy, I guess you could say. Yeah. And we, we like, he talked about great ac- at- athletically. We know y'all a powerhouse. Y'all a pro factory, Division One factory. Was uh was practice at Gorman tougher than some of y'all games? Yeah, every day we used to go. We used to go at it, like, every day, like, 100%. Like practice used to get the get the all out of us. When we go to the games, we just we just have fun with it. Like we just turn it up for the crowd at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember what game it was, but y'all was beating somebody. I turned in. I came from my son game, and I turned in. Y'all was beating somebody seventy to nothing, and <laughs> it, it was so bad that y'all even y'all goalpost started leaning. It was tired of the, you know. Saying, <laughs> I was like, man, they they gotta stop. But uh, <laughs> uh. I guess uh let me ask you this. Uh and I'm still I guess I still one of yours. Uh hey, who who who's your toughest matchup at Gorman? Like going, you know, saying your one on ones or either what's you know saying toughest school you probably played against. I mean, toughest matchup. I had to guard Zach Zach Branch and Trey. I knew that was gonna be the answer. I knew that was gonna be it was like going against them two, like I don't know. <laughs> hey. They was cold. Like, we just got good work in every day. It was just competitive every time we stepped on the field. Yeah, I, I saw you, um, I think it was your first or your second game, you, uh, get a pick six. And uh, I think I was playing zone, and you just read it so well. I know you used to play on the other side of the ball. How did uh, – how has being a receiver helped you be a DB? I mean, I kind of know what, like, receivers want to do, like, based off moves just because I've done it before. So, yeah. like, I kind of know what to expect. Like, if they're trying to, like, get me wide, then I know they're trying to come back inside. Like, I start to understand, like, landmarks, like, where they, like, line up based on what they want to do to, like, get open, you know. Yeah. And, like, honestly, just, like, having ball skills too, like, shoot, ball in there on offense, trying to get it. Nah, the same thing goes with defense. And I know you know what to do after you get it in your hands too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was that was a pick six. That the one I seen. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask. So we got so upset. Always seeing, you know, saying Jeremiah Hughes, you know, saying great three star. 
Jeremiah Hughes, he's this phenomenal cornerback, three-star. We kept hearing that, kept seeing that, and then Max Prep comes out, and here it is, this three-star is their All-American cornerback. How had, you know what I'm saying, seeing stuff like that, does that fuel you, or, or, or what does that do, you know what I'm saying, to, for you, as, you know what I'm saying, psyche-wise? I mean, I don't really like to pay attention to that stuff, because, you know, like, I'm a football player, I'm not really like a person who read the critics i'll leave that for like all the people who don't play you know like i'll just go out there and i just put in my best and like wherever wherever people say i am that's just their opinion i feel like i'm one of the best so i just show that every day yeah now <clears throat> you know your mom your mom has become a, a great friend of ours and she's told us about how critical she is of you yeah. is it a is it is it worse hearing you know from your coaches when you mess up on the plate or knowing that you're gonna hear from moms when you get home? Moms definitely. <laughs> moms <laughs> just like her, I don't know. Like you hear moms yelling at you, it's just like what? Like you supposed to be moms? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but you can't get away from moms neither. She gonna remind you about the next morning. You know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, not my mom. She won't do all that. My mom. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she, I, I know how I go. Y'all shut up in the I got this. Hey, <laughs> hey, boy, let me tell you what to do. <laughs> hey, she said, she said, cut the show, cut, cut the show. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, do you, I, I do want to, you know, we almost had to, uh, we almost in an interview with your mama early because she told us she was an Alabama fan. We, uh, uh-uh, stop, done, mm-hmm. cut yeah. the show, cut Good the show. Shit. No, yeah. she used to. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be. Used to be. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it used to be. And, and I'm glad she was able to enjoy her last year as an Alabama fan, watching them get whooped. <laughs> so, first, yeah. Uh, let me. Ask, so, LSU, man. What, what, what made you choose LSU? What, what, what made them the right choice? I mean, honestly, there was a whole like, I had a good, good list, you know, but like LSU kind of, you know, made it personal to me. Like, they connected to me and my family, like, on another level. So it was like I could be safe. And then, you know, they gave me a plan, like, what they wanted from me, what they expected. And then they just want me to follow it. So, shoot. And they produced great DBs. So that's what I want to be. So, shoot. Speaking, you said they made it personal for you and your and your parents as well. What role did your parents play in, you know, in your process for you? Like, how mu- how much did you value their input? I mean, I value my mom and my dad's input a lot, but it was like at the end of the day, they let it, allowed it to be my choice. So they were just they would just come on a visit, sit back, watch, have fun, you know, just do their thing while I while like I just lived, you know, decided where I wanted to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna ask this personally. Uh, I've got a son who's who's kind of doing the recruiting process and stuff, uh, and and I want to say I want to say publicly, man, thank you, Miss Nikki. Uh, your mom has helped me out. She's given me advice on different things. Uh, but I want to ask you, man, as a as a player, what's some advice you would give to you know, saying another kid coming up, you know, another recruit who's looking to uh, pick a college? Uh, honestly, go where you can get the field for get the field. Honestly, like if you feel like you're a player that can go to like big college, make big plays, and you go to SEC, you know, like just honestly, just. Watch how people move. Watch like people' intentions, and just understand like what's what's ahead of you, and just pick the school that's right for you. I guess. Anything that you did different in your process? 
What was that? Is there anything that you would have done differently in your recruiting process? Like, look at it now. I would have probably enjoyed it more. I kind of was, like, looking at it as more of, like, a serious aspect, like, 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 kind of, I guess you could say. But I feel mm-hmm. like I enjoyed it more, had more fun, enjoy where I was at. Uh, get took that official to Hawaii. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nah, man. Um, I mean, hey, who who is uh who ended up being your roommate uh when you got the LSU? Uh, Javian Toviano. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to tell that story. Uh, Alabama game, <laughs> Alabama game. We we all came together. Uh, podcast wise and you know show wise, we got together, went to that game. Uh, but we ran to, to Javian yeah. and uh, Mister Ant right here. Was like, hey, you know you look good as a tiger, right? You know, say so, you know. Hey, I so, was just doing my part trying to recruit, man. That's all. I doing, bro. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, so I, great, great guy, man. I think uh, both of y'all, man. I'm looking forward to to what both of you guys do. Um, have you had that welcome to college moment yet? Uh, I wouldn't say not necessarily. Like, I ain't really got like like cooked or really like boomed on, you know, to really say, but it is kind of different, you know, the speed of like receivers, the depths of the routes. Like I kind of, I guess you could say I got my welcome to college. Can you, can you talk about it? Or I mean, just going against like the guys like Chris Hilton, oh, okay. Blake, even Kyron, like they just, they just come out there and they work and they're hard to guard, but that only makes us better, you know? All right. Yeah. What's the biggest adjustment so far? Is it is it the speed of the is it like that 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 what we've been talking about like the depth and that kind of thing or is it you know the workouts like what's been the biggest adjustment that you've had to make? Uh, probably the speed. You know, just this is a, like next level type of speed. You know, so it's kind of like got some catching up to do. That's really it. I feel like everything else I'm pretty caught up in prepared. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coach Steeples. Uh, so we've had Makai Wingo on uh, a couple times, and the first time he came on, you know, he he played under Steeples when Steeples was, was his high school coach, and he talked talked about him and stuff. Uh, with him being your position coach, man, tell us about him. You know, saying from your from your point of view, uh, Coach Steeples kind of has a different perspective than like the players he coaches. You know, he comes at us like a different way. He wants us to be like. Like, uh, when we hear his voice, it's like a teaching moment instead of, like, us feeling yelled at. I feel like he does a great job just teaching us techniques. And, yeah, he's a great coach, in my opinion. What's the, what's the thing you, you're most looking forward to next season? Shoot. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in there for real. Is it, is, it, is it, like, at Tiger Stadium in general, or is, like, is there a – Anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> All right, so uh, you'll actually get to go back home and play twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Are you? I know. I know that's. I I know it's a while away, but that's got to be the like, USC game. Yeah, that's got to be one day. That's against yeah. Zachariah too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know that trash talk gonna be crazy leading up to this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I do want to uh Mason Smith, man. Uh Mason Smith was cleared to come back, um, fully cleared to come back and play. Um, has he said much or or, or talked much or about the Florida State game? Because I know that's one that's revenge. Everybody got revenge on their mind. I mean, I don't think we're really going into it as revenge. Like everybody really been like cool headed. Like we just know what we gotta do. Like there's really nothing much to it. Just do what we do, honestly. Well, man, Jeremiah, it's been a privilege. It's been an honor having you on. Uh, I want to say thank you to you. Uh, thank you to to Miss Nikki uh, and also your dad, man. Uh, and, and I can see, like, you and him. Like, looks-wise, I see your mama. But, like, <laughs> personality, I see your dad. He's so cool, man. It's like, nothing yeah. rattles me. So. Yeah. But, man, truly do appreciate having you on, man. Uh, do you have anything you, you want to promote, anything you want to, you know, Shout out to anybody else. I mean, follow my Instagram, Jeremiah, J-E-R-V-M-I-A-H-H. That's really it. Hey, y'all heard him. Follow that man. We're going to make sure we put that on there. <laughs> get, get him taken care of. But, man, Jeremiah, it's been, like I said, truly appreciate it, man. Look forward to talking to you again, man, and best of wishes. We're looking forward <laughs> to seeing you down the BR this season, too, bro. Appreciate y'all. What's right. up? Everybody, that was our good man. Mr. Jeremiah Hughes. Hey, I enjoy it. I oof, boy, maybe had me ready for football. I'd be ready to hit somebody. That dude's so cool. He hey, he got that DB. Now he got that DB personality, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know the wide receivers, they loud. You know what I mean? They they almost diva like. You know what I mean? Them DBs mm-hmm. just cool, chill. Nothing phase him. It is what it is. Yeah, he, he got that DB mentality for sure. Oh man, you know what I didn't ask him about? You remember the picture, the picture of uh, Chris Hilton with the, the, the uh kid from uh Senegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask him, did he not think that was Ali Gay at first? <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> I looked at the kid, I was like, dang, Ali Gay Chill lost out, weight, bro. man. He got Chill out, bro. Chill out. <laughs> But man, but nah, man. It, looking, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, DB room in great hands, man. Coach Steeple, I think so. All the you know, saying the players we got coming in. So, looking forward to I it. I think man. so. A lot of lot of youngsters, man. That um, versatility is what I like about them, bro. You got right. Jeremiah who could probably play both safety and corner. Toviano could play both safety and corner. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you got a lot of versatility. A lot of athleticism and rangeness too, man. Like it remind it remind me of them old DBs that uh the LSU used to have back in the day, bro. The Matthew Peterson types who could who could you know versatility, crazy athleticism. Right, Jayla Mills, man. That's yeah, Daniel yeah. Collins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, we opened that season, uh, 2012 season, and um. Cause all the DBs was gone, and we had mm-hmm. a freshman on one side and a freshman on the other, and I was like, I, don't yeah, know I was worried, but sh- yeah, I was worried, yeah, but went they, that went away quick, <laughs> very quickly. Self <laughs> for quickly. Um, Alabama. Quick. Oh my god, yeah, let's not bring up. Oh my god, it's still I, too soon. Still I, too soon. Still I, too soon. I still cuss every time I, somebody say TJ yelled, but uh. <sighs> If if Honey Badger would have been there, that don't happen. I still right. they say this, but it right. is what it is. It right. Is what it is. Uh man, let's talk about uh NBA playoffs real quick. 
So uh, it's a uh, right after half, and uh, Miami Heat is up sixty-one to forty-six. All right, so when do we ask the question? Did the Celtics make a mistake? And and the mistake being uh, removing the interim tag from Joe Mazzula. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, let's just look at it like this. Look at the coaches on the market. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at the coaches on the market and look at the fact that uh you just gave this dude an extension and he about to get I'm gonna ask you know what? I'm gonna ask another question. Did Brad, did Brad Stevens give up on coaching too soon? Or devil's advocate, did Brad Stevens know that this team has a ceiling and that he reached the ceiling? And he knew that the expectations were going to be higher, but he knew this team couldn't do it. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question, man. I, I just, oof. But anyway. Yeah, I think Brad Stevens is smart because he would have been fired by now. But moving to the front office bought him at least five years of, you know, job security. Yeah. But yeah, um, man, it ain't looking good for the Celtics right now. Yeah. Well, that's on. That's on. Speak, right, so, so the Miami Heat. I was gonna say, <laughs> you got Caleb Martin out here balling. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you got seven undrafted, you know, guys on this team. Seven, like that's more than half the roster. Right. So my question is, is there a franchise? That gets more out of their role players than the Miami Heat. Like, let's at, go back. At, let's at go this back time. Let's go back. No, no, no. Let's go back to 06. All right. Mm-hmm. First, the first championship they won, right? They had oh. they had Wade and Shaq, right? You're right. Pretty much it. They had Gary Payton, Jason Williams, and Antoine Walker and James Posey as their role players playing big, big factor has big contributors in that championship right Mm -hmm. let's fast forward to the heatles in that championship you had battier you had Norris cole you had mario chalmers you know what i mean you had james jones you know what i mean like you had all these guys coming out of nowhere being big contributors then look at this year you got kayla martin you got max struess you know what I mean? You got Gabe Vincent. You got all these guys coming up big in the playoffs and big moments with, with Hero out. So it's like, I can't think of another team that gets so much out of guys that, like, can't nobody else get nothing from. The only other team I could, I, I would rival that with would be the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get I, that. The Spurs be the only one. But you make a very compelling argument. Um, we we look at when we're in this era of uh super teams or or mm-hmm. you know or stacking you know uh when you've got if you look at it they have beat um they beat New York mm-hmm. who not necessarily is not a super team but they've got you know saying R J Barrett you know saying Julius Randle um 
Brunson. Uh, Brunson. Then they played uh Milwaukee. Super with, Yeah, with uh, you know, saying Drew Holiday, team. Middleton, and um Giannis. Now you got the Celtics who's got Tatum, um Tatum, Tatum Brown, Brown, Smart, Brogdon. Yeah. That's super team. Like it might not be a super team in terms of three superstars or whatever, but when you look at the depth of talent, that's a super team. Yeah. Like, so I mean, it's just the Spurs is a good one, but I'll say this: everybody gives Pop credit for the Spurs and and, and the fact that they can do that, and they always say Popovich is one of the greatest top five coaches of all time, top three. To me, he's the greatest coach of all time. You know what I'm saying? But Spolstra, and I know Spolstra wasn't the coach for the, you know, for the 06. It was uh, Stan and then Pat Riley. But Spolstra should be listed in that top 10, top five coaches all time range, somewhere around in there. I mean, all, when you look all, at all time, uh, all, all time. Yes, all time. I mean, if you look at what the guy has done, bro, and I understand he don't have a coach of the year award, which is ludicrous in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But and then, I mean, I, and I understand he only has the two titles with LeBron, and you could say you could have coached that team cool, but you couldn't have got Jimmy Butler and them to the finals in the bubble, and you damn sure couldn't be doing what he's doing right now. So, I I mean, when you look at his body of work and the, what he's done as a coach and what he's done it with, I mean. It ain't too many coaches who I I would pick over over Spo, bro. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Spo is one of those coaches who um, we talked about doesn't get enough credit. I think the next one up and coming behind him, uh, and it just depends. He may not even he may not even get a, a NBA ring just simply because of the team he's with. But Mike Brown is going to be the next one. Well, see, Mike Brown, Mike Brown been in the league for a long time. You know, he coached LeBron. And I Keith. know, and, and he got yeah. And, when they went to the against the Spurs, yeah, he, and see, he, I feel like he, he not spo on spo level, but he a great coach, yeah. and he a great defensive coach, especially, and um, but I I just think because he coached LeBron and, and didn't win with LeBron that he'll never really get his credit. You know what I'm saying? People gonna always look at him as an underachiever. Yeah, I feel you. I feel um, Speaking of ISO, Darvin Ham. Do we got to talk about them right now? Oh. Yeah, we got to talk about them. It's, it's too soon. We got to talk about them right now. We got to talk about them, bro. And I ain't, I ain't trying to be. Really no, no, no. It's, it's been. But so Darvin Ham was at the LA Sparks game Friday night. And then Saturday. His team gets beat. You can say convincingly, you can say they look unprepared, whatever you want to say. If you Darvin Ham, should you be going out to WNBA games? And I know it's a you know a sister a sister franchise and all this kind of stuff, but bro, you down O two fighting for a shot at the finals. Like, do you think that's a problem as a Laker fan or just in general? Optics wise, yes, you probably you know what I'm saying shouldn't be there, you know, or or if you're there, you're in the background, you you know, you're not not um, not courtside, not courtside, getting um, a suite somewhere. 
I wouldn't even say a sweet. You you may be in the you know not in the locker room, but you you know what I'm saying catch them in the in the hallway. You know what I'm saying dap everybody, congratulate yeah. them, whatever, and you watch it from an office or something. Yeah. So because you know what I'm saying that's I think at that point you know, but you know at the at the like realistically I don't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't need it personally. I'm just, I'm just saying optic like, wise. I get. What I've you seen mean. I've seen people I've seen and it could it could just be toxic Laker fans because you know they can get whenever they lose. Yeah. But I just think that I've seen people talking about some. You need to be preparing. You need to be watching film. You know you know all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that coaches can have a life, but I just don't know if if that was the best. Like I me personally, getting the suite somewhere to well. You every time they go down the court, they can't get you in the camera frame. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just felt like he he could have done it in a better way that wouldn't have drawn so much attention to himself. But um, I mean, I just I think people making a big to do out of nothing. But I do of think course. that he could have, you know, I do think that he could have kind of drew less attention to himself. All right. But at the same time, it ain't like he asked for the cameras to be on. Yeah, uh, I will say. Uh... Denver is by far probably the best team left in the in the oh, uh, it ain't close in the NBA finals right now. I mean NBA, close. you know, playoffs right now. Um Heat Nuggets seems inevitable at this point. Um I'm if and it's not if it's not Heat Nuggets, then then somebody that did a damn historic job making it to the finals. Uh, I'll say this. I'm not even mad about like I, I'm I'm at the Lakers. They've lost the first two very close games. Yeah. Uh, game three, they, it was a lot of opportunities. Okay, time. as a LeBron fan, yeah. as a LeBron fan, do you have a problem with his um, with his settling for threes whenever he's been shooting so terrible f- from three? I don't think – I don't think LeBron can shoot himself out of a slump like most people. Um, he 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 need. I think he needs to drive more. I think he's best served. I have a problem with the Lakers as a whole shooting so many threes. I agree. I think Austin Reeves really should be one of the only people shooting threes. But yeah. but I personally with LeBron personally, I think he got tired legs, and I think that's why he's settling for so many threes because. Like I understand driving is is his strong suit. That's his forte. That's where he makes his living. But that take a lot of energy, bro. The, you know the what problem, I'm saying? And the, I and I the think problem that he with, got tired legs. And what you saying that the problem with that when LeBron has tired legs, he shoots bad. He I he mean gets, that's anybody. Yeah, you know but I mean? he, he, he gets out of he, he gets so out bad. of he gets out of form. LeBron literally has a uh and, and they, sports science did it on him. It's like it, it's like a little twitch. It's like he if he does it, he hits every time, and it's like every and time. Look to the, the little look down to the. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's some with it's like with, even with his form, it's like if he deviates from that slightly, he misses every time he does that. You know, so it's just he got tired. He got tired legs, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, that's what it is, and and that's why he's settling for jumpers. But the problem is, like you said, when you got tired legs, your jumper's gonna be short most of the time. And that's that's the case with him. And I think the Lakers need to do a, a better job of getting him easy buckets. Um, yeah. I don't, I whether, don't. And 
But the problem is Denver's doing such a great job of of like the first game when the Lakers made that comeback mm-hmm. and everybody was saying it was because they had Hachimur on on Jokic. I mean, the real the real thing was that when when the, the Nuggets went small with Aaron Gordon at the five, LeBron killed them inside. Whenever he got switches with Murray on him, or he got switches with Bruce Brown on him, yeah. or he got switches with Christian Brown on him, you know what I mean? Like that's that's where the comeback came from. He was getting and ones, and he was getting to the line almost every possession. Well, the Nuggets tweaked that small ball lineup, you know what I mean? And he, they not getting them same looks for LeBron anymore, so he's not getting those same easy looks, and so he's having to work harder for looks, and so. The third, fourth quarter, his legs are tired and he ain't got the energy to drive no more. And he's not coming out the game. You know what I mean? So he just gonna yeah. settle. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Um I don't know. I don't I, honestly this year I, I can't see I mean, honestly the fact that they made it this far is, is a damn testament to LeBron. Yeah. I, I look at every year I can look at the lake like or uh, uh, a LeBron team. Whatever team he's on, you know, saying I can look at him be like, oh, they, you know, saying they need this piece to make, you know, mm-hmm. saying improve next year. They need this piece to improve next year. I'm looking at them now, and I'm not. I don't think they've hit their ceiling as a team, but I look at them and I'm like, pretty close. Yeah, I'm like, I don't see what they, you know, what they necessarily need to improve. I, I don't see like, oh, you need to draft this player or, or this type of player to improve. We talked about it during the draft last year, and I was like. I would say I was like the the Lakers need a big man, a stretch, you know, what I'm saying stretch big, um, for playoff runs. Well, they made runs or whatever, and they uh, or not runs, they made the the free agency stuff, you know, what I'm saying trades and everything. And I think they got better as a team. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Mo Bamba. I don't think he, he just okay. I was gonna say I don't think he necessarily makes a big difference, but it would be nice to have about about that though. What was the point of getting Tristan Thompson? A favor, pay to help pay child support. That's LeBron friend. A favor to help pay child support. Um, that's LeBron friend. Cause that dude, though, he, I still know, you know, saying so he started. How you started talking trash during the, uh, the LSU know. football during but the twenty twenty season? I think he bum. needed a uh, bum. Tristan, Tristan uh, <laughs> I think the Lakers need they need people that can create. Yeah. Um. That's why Austin Reeves is so valuable because he can create. Um. Like Lonnie Walker is a good shooter. Um. Mm-hmm. And he brings value because he can shoot from the outside. But other than like Austin Reeves, like D'Lo, every now and then, but he been in the slump. But like, who who do they got that can create shots? That you know what I mean? That can off the dribble one-on-one, you know what I mean, that can they can get good looks. And I, I think that's what they really need. That's why Laker fans want Kyrie so bad because that's what Kyrie specializes in is creating. But honestly, I don't know how that works. Um, I know there was a report today saying that the Lakers can keep Reeves and get Kyrie. I'm sure the Laker fans going to want that to happen. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how it works if it does happen. But I mean, we got plenty of time to talk about that. Uh, heat up twenty five, about to be twenty seven. 
heat up 27. Yeah, bro, and I, like this is what I don't understand. Like, how are they underdogs tonight? They were three and a half point underdogs tonight. Like, they up 2-0 going back home. And y'all had them. That was stealing money. If y'all didn't have Miami plus three and a half tonight, that was stealing money. Yeah. I just want to say this one more time. Tristan Thompson, bum. But all right, man, let's talk about the uh, WNBA. It's back, man. It's been litty, bro. Hey, I I do want, man. uh, It has been litty. I want to thank you for for talking about, hey, you know what I'm saying, and and putting it out there, the clarion call about, hey, y'all should get the the, uh, season pass, league pass, $25. Very well spent. Bro, it's been lit because I already got my money's worth for already, dog. Just this opening again, bro. We got time to run down a few games. Let's go, man. We got time. All right, opening opening game. You had the New York Liberty versus the Mystics. If for those who don't know, the Liberty created a super team in the offseason. Um, they already had Sabrina Ionescu, um, the point, like the CP3, I guess, of the WNBA. Um they got they traded for Don Quill Jones, the WNBA's Kevin Durant. She's a unicorn. Um, and then Brianna Stewart, the GOAT, well, one of the GOATs, um, two-time MVP, came from the Seattle Storm over there. And they signed Courtney Vandersloot as well. So they got they formed a super team in the in the offseason. But they lost the first game to the New York, I mean to the New York, to the Washington Mystics. Um the Washington Mystics won the title a few years ago, and they got like seven players from that title team back. Elena Deladon, former MVP, Natasha Cloud. They they got some lockdown defense over there, and they that's what they did in New York. Forced a lot of turnovers, uh, got out in transition, and and they uh they won that game. Then you had uh Indiana Fever. <sighs> they had a rough start. Um, who did the Fever play? Uh, Connecticut Sun. They oh, lost uh, to them. Yeah. They lost. They lost to the Sun. Um, the Sun, pretty decent team. They uh, John Quill Jones came from the Sun, but uh, they still got Alyssa Thomas. They still got Brianna Jones. They still got some pieces over there. And um, Indiana Fever, a very young team. They had Leah Boston on that team. Uh, she played pretty well in her first game, fifteen first and game. nine. Oh, it's fifteen. Yeah, okay. fi- yeah, fifteen and nine. Um, pretty pretty well. Um, but they they're a young team. They're gonna have some growing pains. Um, then Chicago Sky beat Minnesota pretty bad in Game Three. Um, that wasn't even close. <laughs> that yeah, was- that ain't. Chicago got some scores though, bro. Um, yeah. Cooper and Courtney Williams. I mean, they got in Minnesota. They young. They lost a lot. You know, Sylvia Files retired. Um, they lost a lot from that from that dynasty that they had. So they kind of rebuilding. They got a um Don Miller, second number, uh second overall pick. So they're gonna be all right, but not this year, really. They they're gonna kind of be competing for one of them bottom playoff spots. And then in the last game of the night on uh the season opener, you had uh BG back. Um Brendan Griner made her debut against the Sparks. It was uh good to see Don Staley and uh Kamala Harris and a whole bunch of other people that are showing love to BG. In her first game in like six hundred some days, um, but yeah, um, she looked good at the block too. She, she looked, yeah, she did, she bro. She made her good. first shot. She made her first shot. Um, had, had several uh, blocks. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, she, the jump she was shot, a highlight. She, yeah, she, I, I thought she was gonna be rusty, but she ain't, she ain't come in missing a beat. And uh, they they lost, but she was the she was the high uh, the highlight for them for sure. And um, then you, yesterday you had um, who played in the game one yesterday? Oh, the dream and uh, yeah. the wings, wings and uh, Arike yeah. uh, <sighs> Agumawale went crazy. In the first half, bro, she had twenty in the first half. Went crazy, hitting crazy step backs. Natasha, High. they had three twenty point scores yesterday. On the second time in history that a team had three twenty point scores in the uh, season opener, but she had twenty. In the t- uh, she had twenty seven. Natasha Howard had twenty, and Satu Sabale had twenty five. So uh, that's one of my teams that I'm be watching a lot this year. Uh, they got a new coach, and so I, I'm going to see how they going because they got they got the talent. Um, and they got they got Diamond the Shields, who uh one of the most talented players in the league, on, who's out right now with injuries. So I think that's a team to kind of fly under the radar, keep an eye on. And then yesterday, last and uh yesterday afternoon after that, the Vegas Aces demolished the Seattle Storm by forty one. Uh, it wasn't even close. Um, that's definitely a team too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, they they won the championship last year. Pretty much bring everybody back and added, added Candace Parker. Parker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And so, uh, and that they didn't have their coach. She suspended for two games. Uh, Becky Hammond. Got yeah. And so they. Um, what was that? I, I saw. What was that? That suspension. Yeah, I, let me. I get to that. Um, in a second. Uh, but yeah, they they won pretty convincingly and um. Honestly, they didn't really have to try too hard. Uh, Seattle rebuilding. They lost Brandon Stewart, I, like I mentioned earlier. Super retired, so they kind of rebuilding at the last year. Tina Charles left. Um, she's still a free agent, so they pretty much just got Jewel Lloyd, and so they're gonna be at one of the bottom teams in the league. And then today, you had the Mystics and the Sun play a very competitive, close game. Uh, the Sun came out on top in that one. The Liberty. Bounced back after losing the first game, and Brianna Stewart dropped 45, a franchise record for the Liberty. Um, they ended up winning by 17 against the Fever. And then in the uh, last game, the, the uh, Sky and the Mercury, the Mercury ended up winning that game today um, in BG's home debut for the Mercury. So, um, yeah, it's been some exciting games, uh, and your boy been making some money off of it too. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I'm a seven of eight so far in my WNBA bets in the first three games. So yeah, um, I was thinking about dropping some some uh some stuff, but I don't want y'all being mad at me if it don't hit. So I keep that myself. <laughs> Damn, they don't watch no way. Nah, but <laughs> hey man, they don't watch. But uh, but to answer your question though, um. Last year the Aces had a player named Derrick Hamby who was on the team. She ended up getting pregnant. And there was some accusations that, first of all, the team did some impermissible benefits to sign her in the first place. And then when she got pregnant, um, basically the the head coach said some – what's the word? Um, inappropriate things and uh, violated the respect clause that they have in the CBA. And then um, she was traded shortly after to make room for Candace Parker. And so, um, you know, it was just some 
accusations that the franchise didn't handle things the right way. And in the CBA, a, a pregnancy is equivalent to an injury. So it would be like doing an injured player that way. You know what I'm saying? For those yeah. who kind of wondering why, the, what's the importance of it? You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, yeah, the, the team got uh, docked the first round pick 2025 when their next first round pick is. They don't have a 2024 first round pick. And uh, they got drafted. Uh, they got docked the first round pick in 2025. And she got the coach got suspended uh, two games for violating the respect clause. So uh, but Derrick Hamby did make her debut. Um, for the Sparks, so it was good to see her uh back on the court. She, I mean, she had a baby in March, and is already back on the court. So it's good to see her back on the court, especially you know after getting all that kind of behind her and getting that settled. Because I know that was kind of traumatizing for her. So it was good to see her back on the court, and uh you know playing playing ball again and putting up some significant minutes for the uh for the uh Sparks. Hey, where's uh Tia Cooper now? Where's she end up? Atlanta, right? She ain't in, she's not in the league right now. It's a lot of players not in the league right now, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's only 144 uh, possible spots. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's only 133 players in the league, 136, somewhere right up in there. Because a lot of teams, like they can carry 12, but salary wise, like the Aces only can only afford to carry 11 because of the salary cap. And, you know, they're playing. And honestly, like, Candace Parker took a, a pay cut to you know what I mean. Yeah. She's not making anywhere near what she's working. Yeah, and that kind of goes to the point of the unfortunate, these players. Yeah, the unfortunate incident that led to um, uh, Brittany Griner being overseas anyway. Yeah. But um, do want to say uh, the Aces uh, they got do they already have a new facility or they they building it. They're building it. Building. No, so, they just opened it. They just opened it. I'm just. I'm sorry. They just opened it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Aces is the first team mm-hmm. to have a facility dedicated strictly to a WNBA team. So. Yeah. Most of them. Most of them. Uh, thing like eight other other teams are like sisters of franchises to the uh, NBA teams. Like you got the Sparks, mm-hmm. and the Lakers. You got the Nets, and the Liberty. Um, the Wizards and the Mystics. Um, that's all I can think of right now. But yeah, uh, the Dallas Mercury, and the Mercury, the Mercury. I don't think Dallas is, but Mercury and the um, the the wings and the uh, uh, I don't think they are, bro. Oh, really? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think they are. Mercury and the Suns are though. Um, but yeah, you got a few of them that are. Um, but man, people just need to support more. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm tired of beating the drum. People need to support more. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, it's really good. Great, especially during the summer. Um Man, great, it's great, ba- great it's game. great basketball, bro. Like if you're a fan, if you're a fan of the actual game of basketball, like is is great basketball. Like Especially Pierce, like if you tired of the NBA letting all the travels and carries and all that, like you know, that don't happen in the WNBA. And it's a physical game too for all y'all. Oh, it ain't, it ain't no, it ain't, ain't no flopping and all that going on. Dog. I saw a girl get hit in the mouth yesterday. Not yesterday, uh, Friday. She got hit in the mouth. She and she was just like she held her mouth. Yeah, yeah. The re- no, referee no said, flopping. "Keep going." Yeah, ain't no flopping, man. No girls out there playing ball. Yep. So. All right, man, you ready for this? Let's do it.
kind of serious and yeah. mine kind of a rant so whatever it don't matter all right i'll go ahead i'll go ahead uh uh for my alt call man i want to talk about uh the legendary james nathaniel brown aka jim brown born in 1936 in saint simon I believe that's correct saint simon uh Georgia. It's uh St. Simon's Island, excuse me, Georgia. Um as we know, Jim Brown passed away on May 18th in uh, Los Angeles. Uh Jim Brown um overcame a lot. He fought, uh well I'm gonna say fought, but um he played at Syracuse. And was basically robbed of the Heisman simply because he was uh, he was black during the time where black men did not win the Heisman. Um, he went on and played eight years in the NFL. Uh, then went on to become um, an actor, an activist, and, and so on, so on. I know Jim Brown. The way I know Jim Brown, and I first met Jim Brown was as an actor in "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker," when he got shot in the toe. And they shot him in his bunny, and his toe swole up. And he threatened Damon Wayans and uh, I'm sorry, Keenan Ivory Wayans and uh, I forget the uh, the lady who played Thelma in Good Time. He threatened him, said, "said If you step up, not Thelma, she played uh, I can't even think who she played. She played the grandmama and the Wayans uh, brothers too. So, but he he basically Jim Brown." Basically threatening them. If you step on my big toe, I'm going to shoot both y'all. That's how I knew Jim Brown. That's how I met Jim Brown originally. But Jim Brown was a was a great man, a great actor, um, great activist. He he fought uh, for equality. Um, a lot of people kind of soured with Jim Brown um, later in his life when he went to the White House and, and sat with Trump. Um, so people were kind of conflicted with him. Uh, but no matter how people felt about him, when people usually pass away, it's it's a time of remembrance. It's a time of recognizing someone and uh, just giving that family a, a chance to to grieve and, and, and stuff. But not everybody felt like that was proper. ESPN did a report talking about Jim Brown and his life. And at the end of the report, they put this. He was arrested a half dozen times, mostly charged on hitting women. He was once fined and spent a day in jail after beating up a golfer, a golfing partner. He was charged with rape, sexual battery, and assault in 1985. The charges were later dropped. The next year, he was arrested for allegedly beating his fiance. In 1999, Brown was acquitted of domestic threats against his wife, but convicted of smashing the window of her car and spent time in jail when he refused to attend domestic violence counseling. So my question is this. Why was that a part of your, I guess you could say, obituary, obituary to him? I understand that, you know, saying you, you want to talk about Jim Brown, his complicated life, but I don't think that was necessarily the time and the place. Sometimes it's best, you know, 
to not say everything. Everything that come up don't have to come out. Um, Jim Brown, I do want to thank you for, you know, saying paving the way for a lot of players to speak out. You know, saying using your platform, uh, not being afraid to step out and and, and explore other avenues. Uh, being not only just a football player and an athlete, but also uh, an activist. Uh, so thank you for for all that you did with your life. Uh, ESPN, y'all trash for running that article like that. And uh, long live, rest in power, Jim Brown. Uh, thank you, Chuck. Uh, it's Janet Dubois. She played with Nona in good times. So appreciate you. The GOAT. The GOAT. Rest in peace. Um, I don't know how to just gracefully transition to what I got to say, but um, NBA, <clears throat> come on down here. I got a problem with some uh, with some things that y'all got. This draft lottery, I got a problem with this draft lottery, like. I understand that you don't want to reward tanking so that you came up with this process where, you know, you randomly going to decide who gets the number one pick. So teams won't just lose games on purpose. I get that. I have no problem with that at all. I think it's actually kind of genius in my opinion, but what I do have a problem with is, um, y'all hiding this ping pong lottery. Like, we don't see the ping pong balls. We don't see what ball you pick out of this machine. All we see is you reading some names off an envelope. So if you want us to believe that this draft lottery isn't rigged, and I'm supposed to believe that, you know, it's just a co- just so happened that, you know, San Antonio got the number one pick. And not the fact that... um you know, you gave San Antonio the number one pick because the best draft prospect is on a team that is uh, owned by a former San Antonio Spur, general managed by a former San Antonio Spur, and uh, the San Antonio Spurs just spent $500 million on a practice-slash-training facility and they need to recoup their money. So uh, if you want to make this look like you're not rigging things, you know, just be more transparent. Show us Adam Silver digging his hand in that machine like like they're doing the lottery and getting the ping pong ball out and saying, okay, the San Antonio Spurs got the number one pick. Until then, I'm going to forever believe that y'all rigged this draft lottery to put the teams that y'all want in the number one spot. Hey, and look, I'm not complaining. Y'all, y'all we traded Chris Paul, and the next year we got the number one pick and got Anthony Davis that same year. I pre- we traded Anthony Davis and we got number one pick again. We got Zion. I'm cool with it. Like, I appreciate it when the word got in my favor. But at the same time, I'm not naive enough to know that it was just luck that we got. It. Like, I understand that the league, you know, pulled some strings to give us the number one pick. If y'all want to do that again, I won't complain. But I'm just saying, if you want your fans to actually believe that the sport not rigged, just be transparent. Show us the ping pong balls. That's all I'm asking. Oh, show us the ping pong balls. I made sure I said ping pong. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna. 
I went with that pause button quick. But uh <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, I got a problem with that, bro. Like they never they never televised the ping pong balls. They they always read the names off the envelope. But how many times did you dig in that till you got the name that you wanted in that spot? You know what I'm saying? Like I just I have a problem with that. Makes sense. I agree. I I I completely agree. Um but yeah, man. Um man, we got I guess we get ready to get up out of here. Uh 30 oh, yeah. points. Bossing up down by 30. So yeah. 3 0. Yeah. What you about to say? It's a wrap on that one, bro. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a wrap on that one, cuz. Okay. All right. Um, well, we out. Uh, we'll be back on, I guess, Wednesday. I guess yeah, we'll we do, do Wednesday. Man, we'll do Wednesday work. Wednesday. We'll do Wednesday show. Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. Um, talk about the ladies and greatest. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We got we'll some WNBA before then. We got the, uh, probably the end of the uh, NBA. NBA by then. Well, at least you know who and knows by then. At least yeah. one thing. Um, you you'll also have uh baseball. We'll know how they did oh, yeah. that day. So yeah, that game because that game is at nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should know who they play and uh everything like that too. Yeah, we so would. We, we, we should know by then. We could kind of break down that match and um. Yeah, we can start looking forward to a little bit of that. We can break down a little bit of uh. Who they could possibly be having in their regional and things of nature too. So, uh, based on kind of the the uh, predictions that you know D one and some of these other people put out. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, we'll go ahead and get up out here for the night. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.